0: Welcome back to the Jesse Golden Podcast. I am, as always, excited to talk about today's subject. It is a contentious one, or potentially, depending on where you are in your perspective, we are talking about before and after photos. The reason I'm talking about this is because I posted my own when I was talking about Sustainably Lean Academy, my sustainable fat loss course, and I wanted to share my journey. The best, most effective way to share that journey, of course, when there is a visual representation is through a photo. And I'm going to talk to you. I understand the different points of view here, and I want to address those and share with you guys where I'm coming from so that you can make your own decision and see if we are in alignment when it comes to values, etc. And hopefully, we can have a constructive dialogue about this. Feel free to drop on over, as always, into my DMs with any of your thoughts. We'd love to discuss this topic with any and all of you. So to start, let's take a look at my own personal progression and when it comes to my perspective of before and after photos. So I used to obsess over them. When I was in a thick of my issues with food and my body, I would obsess over what I ate in a day videos, staring at other people, looking at celebrities before and after photos or what have you. The most strange websites I would find myself on obsessing over these transformations. And I don't love the word transformation just because to me that implies, and this is just my own personal perspective, it implies a sense of someone is better in the after. And that's certainly not always the case when it comes to weight loss or body changes. Oftentimes things can be worse internally, which is what I care about most. So that's not the technical definition of transformation, of course. And that is my own, as I mentioned, my own perspective on it. So I don't love the word, but we all understand what I'm trying to say there. Used to obsess over them. And then I intentionally took time away from looking at anything anybody else was doing, including any of those photos. I just didn't want to see them because I knew I had my own internal work to do. However, that was done with the intention, not that, oh my God, these are a problem. These are going to be the source of my low self-esteem forever, they are the problem. It was the way I'm relating to them is the problem. I refused throughout my entire journey with food and fitness and body image to perceive myself as a victim. And of course, I disagree with a lot of the rhetoric or diet culture, which the actual term diet culture is referring to the belief that we are more worthy As human beings when we are thin. It doesn't refer to low carb or carbs or things like that, which people often use the term diet culture to refer to. It's the belief that we're better as human beings, more worthy when we're thinner. I do not agree with that at all. If you're familiar with my work at all, you should know that by now. But I never wanted to perceive myself as a victim. Are there people who experience, and this is very important for me to address, I am vehemently against any form of discrimination based on somebody's appearance when it comes to their body. So, if you are judging somebody or discriminating, judging, I guess, is a normal human thing, but when it comes to actual discrimination, and I don't even personally, being unkind to somebody based on the way they look is just disgusting. If you are being unkind to somebody, certainly discriminating which is just like a human rights issue based on the way somebody looks based on their weight. I am absolutely 100% against that. Okay. So that is like the worst of the worst. Let's all agree that that is not okay. Treating somebody as if they are a less of a human being because of their weight is not acceptable. Now, when we move beyond that, I never wanted to be a victim. I never wanted to see myself as a victim when it came to marketing tactics or the scale or, you know, if there was tracking or seeing before and after photos or seeing somebody else's body, seeing anything like that. I never wanted my sense of self to hinge upon any of those things. To me, that was not the definition of powerful. That was me actually having a sense of self that was conditional that meant that the minute one of those would show up, if I saw a number on the scale or I went over my allotted, whatever it was, carbs, calories for me at the time, what have you, or if I saw somebody who lost weight that used to look like me or someone, someone's before photo is the way that I looked at that moment in time, I never wanted any of that to control the way I saw myself. And that was up to me. And this is what I want for all the women who engage with my work to feel. To me, there is no empowerment when you are relying on somebody else to make you feel good about yourself. And again, this is separate from actual discrimination. I'm just talking about existing in a world where we cannot control everything that is happening. And there's nothing empowering to me about stepping on the scale, seeing a number that is higher than I thought it would be, and then my entire day is ruined. And then avoiding that for the rest of my life because I feel like that inanimate object, that piece of plastic, is the problem. Or that photo, somebody else's journey that has nothing to do with me, seeing their photos all of a sudden triggers me into a spiral of shame and self-loathing. That is not a powerful place to be. That is actually a very vulnerable place to be. And that is not what I wanted for myself. So I kind of went on a tangent there, but I took time away intentionally, not because I wanted to forever view those things as a problem or before and after photos as a problem. It was, I need to strengthen myself so that when I see those things, I'm not triggered. That was my work and that was my intention. And that's what I successfully did. So then I was told by certain loud voices in the industry that before and after photos were always bad. And I followed that out of pressure without considering my own views. And to be fair, I was still considering what my genuine perspective was on all of this. I wanted to really feel things out and consider all viewpoints, see where I actually landed. And at first I thought, okay, I guess they're right. Because if something makes somebody else feel bad, then I must be wrong. And that comes back to just my overall wiring and upbringing is that I have always thought throughout my life until my mid to late 20s that if something I did made somebody feel bad, then it's my fault, rather than an accountability or a sense of responsibility from the recipient. And that applies to me as well. Now, if we skip to present day, I use them to illustrate a point. Meaning before and after photos. I'm very, very, very well aware that a photo doesn't tell the whole story. Very well aware of that. So, someone losing fat and they might be suffering from eating disorder, disordered eating, be extremely lonely because they're so obsessed with their bodies, their health might be in the toilet. There could be a number of things. So, that's very important to consider. But again, That falls on us to keep things in perspective. We don't want to be always relying on somebody else to make us feel a certain way. We have to be critical thinkers when we're engaging with the social media environment, in my opinion. Now, do these photos promote the idea that we are better when we're thinner? In my opinion, it depends on the lens that we're looking through. It magnifies whatever belief we already hold. So if we are already operating with the belief that my body's gross, I am gross, I am worthless because I am heavier than XYZ person, or you outsource, this is really common, outsourcing your sense of confidence to somebody who's rocking it. Like let's say as an example, Adele, when she was heavier, she fucking owned it and she was such a queen. I love her. Her confidence, she showed up with the exact same confidence when she was heavier as she does now, but people went for her when she lost weight. And she said this when during her interview with Oprah that, I'm sorry that that made you feel bad, but that's not my responsibility. And I wholeheartedly agree with her. When you outsource your sense of confidence to somebody else and you are borrowing their sense of confidence... Again, that makes you very vulnerable because when they change, which inevitably that's what happens in life, it's her prerogative, it's her damn body, then all of a sudden your sense of self crumbles and your sense of confidence. Very, very vulnerable place to be. So it depends on the lens that we're looking through. Some people can look at before and after photos and say, damn, that's inspiring. That's really cool. What hard work, X, Y, Z. Other people can look at that and say, What a sellout. Oh my God, this makes me feel so bad. Oh my God, she's shaming me because of my body looks like her before photo, et cetera. Same exact photo. People are perceiving it completely differently because the lens they are looking through is completely different. So consider the beliefs that are being magnified and are they actually in alignment with what you want for yourself? Further, I always found it confusing that before and after photos with weight gain are celebrated. So those are never a problem. That get, receives cheers and applause from so many people of, okay, weight gain. That's a before and after photo. But again, we, we're making a ton of assumptions about what's happening there. It's just we are s- celebrating what we want to see, likely because we are wanting to feel more comfortable within ourselves. Further, it could also be, and when I was struggling with my disordered eating and my body image issues those images were very helpful for me seeing women celebrate themselves gaining weight because that was further reinforcing the belief that it's okay so it depends on what you need in that moment i'm just saying that those photos are neutral until we decide to place our own perspective on them we are wearing a certain pair of glasses that we're seeing everything through and that completely alters the image that we're seeing or the number we see on the scale or the number that you see if you're tracking your food, whatever the hell it is. The pair of glasses that you are wearing changes everything. So it's neutral. All this is neutral. So what is the goal? The goal in my work is to create a deep sense of empowerment for women within themselves. I want women to feel so rock solid internally that they're not shaken by any of this shit. It's them with them, not them themselves against themselves. I don't like that phrase. It's you versus you. No, it's you with you, creating a deep sense of confidence and sense of self that is not dependent on anything else around you. Otherwise, that's conditional, it's contextual, and that leaves you feeling very, very vulnerable, and I don't want that for you. At the same time, I love when women draw boundaries for themselves. So I shared a before and after reel of Mari Llewellyn, and I love her story. And do I f- ascribe to the things that she shares all the time on her socials? No, we live and eat and work out differently. And that's how it should be. We're two very different people, very different bodies, different preferences, different backgrounds. And this is what it's important to keep in mind. Back in the day, I would have looked at that and said, oh, my God, I must be doing something wrong. Something is wrong with me. This means I'm a problem because she lost weight and I'm not losing weight. Therefore, that means that I should feel ashamed of myself. That is not the case whatsoever. Know when you need to draw boundaries for yourself. So I had some women say, you know, because I I noted at the beginning of that reel that because she, this is specific to her, she ended up gaining weight. She shares this. She suffers from, or not suffers from, has borderline personality disorder. And she gained a lot of weight when she was in the thick of that. And she shares that openly. And I highlighted that, that she gained a lot of weight and ended up with her quote unquote before- before her transformation and women said, you know, you were pointing to her before photo saying that that was the result of uh, mental illness. And so that elicited shame for me and it was conversational. It was not attacking in any way. It was a respectful dialogue, which I appreciate. And it's important to note that that's her sharing her story just because that mental illness led her to that state does not at all imply that everyone who looks like her suffers from mental illness. That's not at all what that is saying. But like I said, if you're already experiencing a lot of shame and the beliefs about yourself and your body are already there, then things like that are going to magnify it. It's a magnifier. So draw boundaries for yourselves when you need to. I love when women say, you know, I used to follow her, but then I was feeling... XYZ was feeling triggered or yada, yada. Good. Draw those boundaries. I would just ask you to consider, and this is totally up to you, but ask yourself, am I drawing these boundaries with the intention of becoming more rock solid or drawing these boundaries saying, I am a victim of this and you're giving your power away to somebody else making you feel a certain way. So there's no right or wrong. Again, you get to do whatever you want to do. It's your life, your body, whatever, whatever. But I would love for you to just consider, am I giving my power away? Is it simply a difference in values, which is great. I don't follow a ton of people whose values I don't really align with. It's quite normal. We do that in normal day-to-day lives. Or are you giving your power away? Is it empowering? Is it disempowering? Or is it just a difference in values? So consider... Am I acting out of love or am I acting out of fear? That's usually a really good way for me to do these things. And oftentimes when I'm, again, removing myself from the trigger, that's the most loving thing for me to do in the moment. The next most loving thing for me to do after that first step is to work on myself internally so that I am not putting myself in that vulnerable position of having something outside of myself dictate how I feel about myself. Or is it fear-based and shame-based? Is it saying I'm a terrible person? Oh my God, I can't ever. Someone who looks different from me or has a different level of success or their business is doing better. That was one for me for a while where I was noticing I was becoming insecure because I was seeing women who started their businesses at a similar time than me were more successful. That's my shit. When I started to celebrate them and say, oh my gosh, look what is possible for me if I want that again. If it's in alignment with my values, which yes, growing my business is in alignment with my values. They're doing it in a way that I I love and I celebrate and I think is incredible. Then hell yeah, my job is to cheer them on and say, and me too. Good for them and good for me too. And we already covered this, but are you projecting or expecting others to do the work of sourcing your confidence for you? So I already discussed Adele. That was a big one. Rebel Wilson was another one. When she lost weight, a lot of people viewed that as, oh my gosh, you're just giving in to pop culture. You're a traitor. She doesn't owe anyone anything. That again implies that her body belongs to somebody else or something else, to a movement, to a group. Hell no. These women's bodies belong to them and they get to do whatever the hell they want to. What this does is this feels really good in the moment to say, well, so-and-so looks like me and she's really confident and she's celebrating it. And that can feel really good in the moment because you're borrowing confidence, which is normal in the beginning. But if you do that for too long and you're outsourcing that and you're not doing the work on yourself, it leaves you very vulnerable and helpless in the long term, in the long run. And I don't think you want that for you. I don't want that for you. And I sure as hell don't want that for me. So I'm very, as I mentioned, very, very, very against discrimination based on looks. But we have to let people exist in their bodies and tell their stories, in my opinion. Letting people share where they come from. And you might look at that and say, okay, get a grip. You look like a supermodel. We hear supermodels talk about eating disorders. They run rampant in the fitness, or excuse me, in the fashion industry, as well as in the fitness industry. And to look at those people and say, you have no right to talk about your suffering is not something that I personally agree with. I think everyone has a right to tell their story. And if you think about it, there will always be somebody, whether it's you feel you are disempowered financially, or when it comes to your health, or when it comes to your body, when it comes to your level of success, whatever it is, there's always going to be somebody else who's going to say, I have it worse than you. So shut up. How dare you speak? How dare you complain? Because I have it worse than you. So just keep that in mind that it's all a matter of perspective. It's all relative. And it's worth just hammering home these points that I've already covered because I'm just I'm really passionate about all this stuff. So I'm going on tangents. There's nothing empowering about your se- sense of self, hinging upon a photo or an inanimate object or a number that you see reflected back at you or what somebody else is eating There's nothing empowering about that. If you're relying on somebody else to make you feel good about yourself, life is going to be so erratically filled with ups and downs. So my recommendation is to take time away, draw those boundaries 100%. It's hard to do that work when you're constantly having those emotions and those feelings of shame triggered. So take that time away, draw those boundaries, and focus on how you're relating to those things, like the scale or your jeans, or seeing what other people are eating, or before and after photos. Focus on the internal to build a true, what young Pueblo calls a palace of peace, which I love, a palace of peace within yourself. And that, to me, is true freedom. Now, what I ate in a day videos versus before and after. So I clearly... I'm comfortable posting before and after. I have not posted any of those in clients. I don't encourage clients to do that if they want to. Oftentimes clients wish they did at the end of their, you know, at the end of SLA or at the end of MMA, which I'm now starting. I've said, you know, if you feel like you're going to want to see the difference at the end, then take a before and after photo or a before photo rather. But oftentimes women feel uncomfortable taking those before photos, which again is another great challenge of saying, I'm going to celebrate myself, take those photos, show up the exact same no matter what. Before I go on another tangent here, I posted a before and after photo of myself and I've shared Rebel Wilson's journey. I shared Mari's journey. So clearly before and afters in the right context, as perceived by me, I'm comfortable with. What I eat in a day videos, I will not be sharing those because I don't see the value in sharing those. I don't see the value in showing you what I eat or what others are eating. I don't see how that is helpful to you. I don't see how that's demonstrating anything useful. There's so many murky areas in that because there are so many different variables that cannot be articulated. And people get really triggered by what I eat in a day videos. And I don't think they're useful. That's the biggest thing for me. But in terms of the triggering perspective, it goes back to me, unless they're super extreme, but even in that case, I would really want women to be able to look at that and say, okay, that's extreme. I know myself well enough. I can think critically enough. I don't need to be hijacked by emotions here. I can see that that's extreme. Okay, move along. Rather than feeling, oh my God, that's extreme. Let me have a meltdown about it. Again, that's not empowered. That's not what I want for me. And it's not what I want for you. Now, is there value in a before and after? In a specific context, yes, I believe that there is value because that is showing what is possible and that I have been there. That was the biggest thing that I wanted to highlight when it came to me showing that I lost 25 pounds is The journey is challenging. It takes time. It requires patience. It requires a lot of different mindset tools and strategies. It requires a lot of physical strategies. It requires work. And I wanted to show the women who are in my audience that I get it. I have been there. I'm not just talking about this. I'm not just theorizing about it. I have been there and I understand. And further, visuals are what we're drawn to. There's no mistaking that. I mean, everyone has the attention span of a gnat now as well. So getting people's attention is a requirement on social media. And I do believe that there is value in those as long as the story that I am telling is in alignment with my values and you as a consumer get to decide if what I am sharing is in alignment with your values or not. And if it's not, then absolutely, I recommend following people who are in alignment with your values. It's so important in life to really be working with and aligning with people who align with your values. So I encourage you, if my work is not in alignment with yours, to go find people who are. And truly, no hard feelings at all. I mean, I, everyone needs to do that for themselves. But before and after photos, I mean, I, that's not a big part of my my marketing and sales because I'm so much more interested in how you're relating to yourself to food in your body. But I'm never I'm not going to never post them. And that's my business. I get to decide what I want to do with that. I would much much rather people are much less interested in these, but I get so much more excitement and joy out of posting about my clients experiencing the joy in going out to eat and being able to have life be fun again when it comes to food and not be stressing about food and to put on a pair of jeans that are tighter or having to go up size and not give a shit or be able to engage in SLA and weight loss and have it be a fun process where they're not attached to it because they've done the work on solidifying their sense of self outside of their weight or the size of their jeans. So both in both ends of the spectrum when it comes to weight gain, weight loss, I don't give a shit. I just want you to feel joyful within yourself and within your mind when it comes to food and your body. And that is the transformation. We're going to talk about a transformation. That's the one that I want for you more than anything. So if they don't align with your values, consider am I being triggered due to insecurity? And do I need to become more secure within myself to really develop that sense of empowerment and power. God, I want that for all of you, is just to feel powerful. That's what I want for me and I'm working on it every single day in many different aspects of my life cuz Lord knows I get triggered by things. And I don't want to walk around the world feeling like I need to be bubble wrapped in order to feel comfortable with myself. That's not powerful. I want to feel rock solid and that is my personal work. So consider if that aligns with you if that is your work as well. And can you challenge yourself to love yourself just the same? This is the best feeling is when you see those fucking photos or you see what somebody else is eating or you see a number on the scale, whatever has triggered you in the past and you come back to it and you see that you relate to it completely differently, that's when you know that your sense of self has up-leveled. Your sense of self-worth and self-respect and belief in yourself and your confidence has become unshakable, unfuckwithable. And that my friends is what true freedom is to me. And maybe it is for you too. If so, then we certainly have a values alignment there. So I know this was a little all over the place, but there's a lot of different tangents and a lot of things that intertwine with this topic. So I would love to hear from you guys. Feel free to jump on over to my Instagram. Let me know. Drop me a line in my DMs and share your thoughts. If you are looking to improve your relationship with food and yourself and really develop what I call the trifecta inside of food freedom evolution, which is your self-worth or self-respect, trust, and connection, then I would consider food freedom evolution – as a course, or you can start with my free masterclasses. I have one on overeating specifically and one on how to stop obsessing about food. You can go ahead and check those out in the show notes. I love you all and I will see you in the next episode.